Welcome to the Madam Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Giselle Arney. I'm a sports medicine physician with a passion for teaching and a mission to support other women with careers in this space. On this show, you'll hear the stories from amazing women in their field of sport and athletics. They'll share their journeys, triumphs, and hardships in order to help and inspire you in your own career and life. Thanks for joining us. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of the Madam Athlete Podcast. On the second Tuesday of the month, I take a deep dive into a career-related topic, and today I'm talking about taking the time to learn new skills and my recent foray into artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's we're going to just see how this all goes, okay? So let's get into it. All right, here's the deal, folks. AI is everywhere. Have you been seeing this explosion that I have? It is in the news. It is, you know, teachers are getting, you know, students turning in essays, but it is in my business news. It is in my podcast. People are talking about this constantly. My um, sister's fiance works with machine learning and um, really absurdly nerdy and cool things. But so maybe I hear about it more than others or notice it more. But like I am hearing about it from my podcasting business people who are saying, here's how I use AI to create my social media captions. And here's how I use AI to help me with podcast content. And I'm just like, wait, what is going on in the world? And it's cool. And it's one of those things where um, I think that, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, about learning new skills in our careers, and how easy it is to fall into the inertia against learning new things. Because our, the system wants to stay the same. You want to stay where you're at. You have your processes, you know what you know, and you want to just kind of keep doing the same old, same old thing. And there's this real struggle to push past that inertia to go learn something new, to come up with a new system, to try a new way of doing things, to learn a new software, to learn a new program, to learn a new piece of information. And some of it is just that you don't hear about it or know about it or know where to turn to. But some of it is just the inertia against that startup cost of trying to learn something new. So this is the actual specific example that kind of really kicked all this off. I was talking to someone and for my uh, lovely friends here who get to use electronic health records because we love them and um, they all have, you know, something similar to this. But if you used Epic, then you'll know the dot phrase, which is just like your quick text. So you have created a whole physical exam, a whole injection procedure note, whatever you're doing, and then you're just typing in dot whatever your, you know, knee injection. And then it just, you only had to put in that much information, but then your entire knee injection template auto fills into the note. And so, you know, I am not sponsored by Epic, (laughs) but, um, so all these ones have something similar to this, right? And I see this over and over and over again, where people are like, they don't, they're not willing to take the time to create a new dot phrase. And that time might be 15 seconds. Like it might be 10 seconds. It might be copying the injection note that you just wrote, right clicking and clicking something that looks like save as a new dot phrase and giving it a title. Like that might be literally all it takes to create a new dot phrase, but it just has this barrier of feeling like, oh my God, I don't have time. I don't have time to like 
stop right now and make that dot phrase and do this. And so you just keep going on at your same old, this is what I know how to do. And what happens is it might've taken you three seconds to stop and make that dot phrase. It could have taken you 15 seconds. It could have taken you a minute. You know, if we're talking about other things besides dot phrases, it could take you 10 minutes, 15 minutes, hours. But if it's something that you're doing all the time, or if it is something that is going to save you time, those three seconds that you stopped and did that, that minute that you stopped and did that is going to save you minutes upon minutes upon minutes upon minutes because you actually use that dot phrase, that note so frequently that if you just took the time and just made that dot phrase, you would have just saved yourself in the future self. This current self is like, God dang it, I got to take some time to do this. Future self is like, gosh, this is so easy. Thank goodness I did that. And I feel like it's like this with learning things too, right? So I have, um, I use Afonic to edit my podcast episodes and it's just some, it's a free software. Thank you, Afonic. Again, zero sponsorships happening over here. Um, but it is, I know like six basic things in this platform, like maybe six things that I use. And I'm also using an old version of it because in my brain, the startup cost of upgrading to the new one and trying to figure out more, better, or fancier features just feels insurmountable, which is absurd. Like I'm also the person who when my iPhone is like, hey, there's a new update. I I used to just refuse to update it. I was like, I know where things are. I know how the buttons work. I know how things look. Please don't change this on me. And I am working on changing my mentality about that. Because you know, and you have been here before, I have talked about having that growth mindset and being open to new things, learning new things, reminding yourself that you don't have to be perfect. I don't have to understand this Afonic software immediately if I upgrade it. I just have to like get started. I just have to go take a look at it and know that I will figure it out and I will learn it. And maybe it won't be easy. Maybe it will be easy. Maybe it's one of those things that you're like, oh my God, why did I not do this sooner? And you just want to kick yourself in your own ass about it, right? So thinking about in our careers, what are those things where there's a potential new skill you could be learning, but you are holding yourself back from taking the time to learn it, partially because of inertia, partially because of that startup cost, partially because you're like, I have no time, I have no time, even though maybe it's something that will actually help you save time in the future. And the other thing I think about in this career setting is what is your setting? What is your system? I think about this all the time, having been a former fellowship director and teacher to, I mean, I'm still in the academic kind of setting now with this new, one of the new roles that I have, but I'm also in this sort of outpatient private practice role and um, seeing things from this other side. And I've always wondered when I was in the academic teaching fellowship setting, new information is flying at me all the time. I'm not having to go hunt it down. It is just coming at me. And part of it is just that setting of I'm teaching new fellows. I am going, what is the latest and greatest? How are we upgrading? What are we doing? And that could just be a mindset that anyone has. But I always wondered for people who weren't in that kind of academic setting where we're having weekly journal clubs, we're having weekly whatevers, like what are you doing to kind of this sounds like shade. I'm making this, I'm attempting to make this no shade, but like, how are you keeping up with the latest and learning the newest things about your field when it's kind of all on you? 
right? When I'm in the academic setting, it's happening around me and I'm just plopped right in the middle of that system and in that setting. But if you're out private practice, if you are in, if you're, you know, a high school athletic trainer and you're the only one and you, you're not in a group or have a community of athletic trainers, how are you keeping up with your skills? And are you taking the time for that? Are you kind of going out and getting after it because it's not coming into you? I mean, and I'll say also, in the world of sports that we're all in, often, even being in that academic setting does not mean that I am any faster at trying new things. Sometimes it means that we're slower, right? Because academics, we're stodgy. And we are like, well, I don't know, let me see all of your evidence before I'm even willing to consider this. And in the world of sports, our elite athletes, they're pushing the envelope. They are trying to be cutting edge, trying to see whatever they can do. And we are often much farther behind. And some of this becomes, right, there's issues of just bias of if I don't have my like white Western medicine like background about this, and I just think it's absurd. Um, and so there can be, you know, cultural biases happening there, but there can also just be um, that have we built up that body of knowledge? No, then then no, thank you. I'm not even willing to consider this. I specifically recall this. Okay, gosh, this must have been like 11 years ago. I'm I'm guessing 11 years ago. Um, I was team physician at UConn, and um, I was the interim head team physician at the time, and we had a new football strength and conditioning coach. Was it football? Was it basketball? I should know. A decade ago feels forever. I don't even remember. But we had a new strength and conditioning coach. And he comes in and is like, great, I want to do blood flow restriction training on the athletes. And myself and the head athletic trainer are like, excuse me, what? And he goes, well, I want to cut off circulation to a body part and then work it out. And we are just like, what? You want to? I'm sorry. You are saying you would like to cut off blood flow Am I hearing you correctly? You want to restrict blood flow to a body part and then just try to work it out. No, hell no. What are you doing? That's completely insane. Absolutely not. That like both of us, we were just like, what is he on? What is this? And, you know, 11 years later, like we have all sorts of evidence about blood flow restriction training. And how it can be used and how it can be beneficial and especially in rehab or especially in elderly or especially in folks, right? And it's this like really well-studied things. But our initial gut reaction was like, what? No, you crazy strength and conditioning coach. What are you doing bringing this nonsense in here? And really, he was just ahead of the curve. And he was just like, here's the cutting edge. Here's what people are trying and having success at. And you know what? It takes people doing weird things and trying it and having success at it before we start to study it and then before we start to build our data. So I always think about this when I'm thinking about in our careers within especially sports, especially sports medicine, um, how are we keeping up with new information? How are we keeping up with new skills? And how are we incorporating new information into what we already know, right? You you see this in sort of like old time docs who are just like back in my day, right? Like there's so much of that. I say that all the time. So I'm one of the, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> but you have people who have just clearly not updated 
to the latest information. I also remember another time where I was starting at a new, I was going to cover a new high school, new to me. um, And I met with the athletic trainer. And you guys know that I love athletic trainers and my like work doesn't exist without them. And, or you, if you're an athletic trainer listening, hi, I think you're phenomenal. And this is truly the only athletic trainer that I was ever like, um, where did you come from? And this guy was very friendly. He had a CSCS and he was much more focused on the strength and conditioning side. If I'm honest, I think that was like he was keeping up his knowledge and the strength and conditioning side because that was what was fascinating to him. But he was not keeping up on the athletic training side of things. And so I'm meeting him. We're talking, blah, 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 getting to know each other, going over what are our concussion protocols. And he tells me how he has, he sends, you know, if a kid has a concussion in a game, in a practice, whatever, he has this whole sheet that he gives to the parents of what they should do, what they should expect, including that they should wake them up every two hours overnight so they don't die in their sleep. And I laughed because I thought he was joking. And he was not joking. He was doing this. He was telling the parents to wake their kids up every two hours. And I, oh my gosh, we had to have a moment of, well, me apologizing for laughing because it wasn't funny and um, re-educating and trying to get on the same page. But I just thought like, well, here's a guy who cares about his athletes, loves what he's doing, is a little loving the strength and conditioning more than the athletic training. Um, but he really does care about the athletes and he just doesn't know the latest. And so that, that has also been one of the things that has stuck with me to go, oh, this is something I better, I don't want to fall into this trap. I don't want to go, well, I know what I know and I'm good. I already know everything. Or, you know, that's too hard for me to figure out. So I'm just not going to try. I'm just going to stick with what I know. So coming back around to this AI business it has just been everywhere, and I I have thoughts, okay? Here's what I think. I know there's a whole philosophical debate. I'm not interested in getting into it. I think that it can be a tool. I think it's likely, potentially, it is just the next iteration, right? If we think back 20 years ago, 40 years ago, you know, part of old-timey doctors being like, well, I was on call every other day, and I was like, well, cool, Did you have four drugs and was there anything else you were able to do? (laughs) No? Like, okay. So you had your drugs memorized, you had all your facts memorized, and but there was nothing else you could do because we just didn't know other things. And so I don't don't know if I'm explaining this well, but I think that like early stage, 100 years ago, you could memorize some multiplication tables and, you know, and that was that. And then we used a slide rule because, you know, I'm nerdy about math. And then we got calculators and it didn't become, right? Like you need to understand the math that's going behind it so that you can effectively use your calculator or you're just punching in numbers and you have no idea what you're doing. And there's a clear difference between people who know what they're doing and people who are just punching in numbers. And I think that, you know, in medicine now, Part of the training is not just are you memorizing these facts, but it actually is do you know where to go look up the facts? Do you know how to put this information together and do a research lit search? Do you know how to use Google? I mean, like if I do a Google search on a medical topic, guaranteed I am getting back better results than somebody 
who has not been to med school and residency and fellowship. Just guaranteed, because I know what I'm looking for. I have the language to put in that will get me the results that I want. When I get the results, I know how to interpret them because I can look at the references that they're coming from. I can look at what they're talking about and go, does this fit in with what else I know about medicine? And so it's not that Google's doing the work for me. I am the one who had to put in the right information to Google to get a useful answer out of it. And I see AI as potentially being the next step of it's not just about memorizing the facts. It's not just about knowing where to look up the information. It's about knowing how to train an AI machine chatbot, whatever, to do the work that I want it to do that is up to my standard, that gets me the results that I want, that I can then interpret and make sure and confirm that that is correct. So I feel potentially hopeful about it. And I like to think about it in a hopeful way instead of like an old man get off my lawn, this newfangled contraption kind of way, because my brain likes to be get off my lawn. And so I need to kind of encourage it to be growth mindset, try new things, let's go. And I want to make sure that I am taking advantage of things that can save me time and stress, even if there is that upfront time and stress to figuring them out. So my original plan for this episode, which you guys will be grateful that I did not follow through on, but my original plan was to have this whole episode scripted by AI. And then I gave it a whirl. And I will tell you that I'm currently not putting in the the greatest search terms. I'm currently not putting in the greatest prompts. Or it's just like, you know, maybe... Maybe AI doesn't really understand women who work in sports. Let me be honest. That could also be. It's like, what is this? So I have some examples because I thought this was fun just to see, like, what did I come up with? So I first asked um, ChatGPT. I said, write a 50-minute podcast episode for a podcast that focuses on women working in sports and athletics on how they can use AI to support them in their careers. And... It gave me an episode title, Leveraging AI for Women in Sports and Athletics. It gave me intro music. It said I was the host. It suggested highlight reels. It also fake made up guests. It suggested I have an athlete and a, what else did it say? Mm, um, The athlete, oh, a sports scientist name. It said, here, come up with a sports scientist. And so it was like, here's your here's your guess, a marketing, a sports marketing expert. Um, and it was talking, this initial one was just talking about how to use um, AI technology with uh, data for training. Um, it was saying I could do that. It was with fan engagement. I could um, use chatbots to engage with fans, to answer questions. I could um, do help it make live commentary. The sports scientist guest, fake guest, talked about wearable sensors, collecting data on movements. So it was like, well, this sounds all very fun, but it's not clearly what I was trying to get after. <laughs> and then I asked if they could create an episode that is a solo episode, um, focusing on women's sports, medicine, physicians, athletic trainers, and sports psychologists to try to be a little more like, who am I talking to? And how they use AI to improve their careers and personal development. And so then it got into things and it says like some really fun stuff. Like it goes, welcome to a special solo episode of, and it just made up a podcast name, the podcast that celebrates the incredible journey of women in the world of sports and athletics. I'm your host, 
insert your name. And today we're, which is Giselle. Hi, if you're here, welcome. This is me. Um, And today we're diving into a fascinating topic, how women in sports medicine, athletic training, and sports psychology are harnessing the power of artificial intelligence to elevate their careers and personal development. Well, like that sounded pretty cool, right? So like they also, but they still kind of gave me this, let's focus on athletes' performance metrics. Let's use wearables. Let's do this. And it was not really about personal career development. And so I tried again and I was like, okay, but how can a woman working in sports use AI to help her advance in her career? And so uh, they tried to do this again. Um, And a lot of this was just really just generic. If you use AI, you can master new techniques, gain insights from data analysis, stay ahead of industry trends. This not only boosts your confidence, but also showcases your commitment to excellence. Um, So it was trying, but it was not... Uh, getting close to what I was attempting to do. But it was it was kind of fun to play with and see how it worked. And then um, this other platform that I use sometimes for the social media, it has like uh, photos and captions and things. You guys know that I kind of hate social media. I'm actually terrible at using this platform. I pay for it every month and I barely do anything with it. Um, so I-, I should work on that. That's one of my old man cranky get off my lawn <laughs> failings. Um, So I asked this to create a script to help me teach women working in sports medicine about how to learn and use AI to help them in their career development. That's the prompt that I gave it. And it gave me this kind of awesome. So this was like you could pick templates and I picked a video script because this is, again, focused on social media. Um, And so it gave me a caption, a power, empower yourself in sports medicine with the help of AI. Let's dive into how you can harness the power of technology to boost your career development. It gave me hashtags. It gave me like an intro. It, it set scenes for me. It gave me the like captions. It talked about how, what is AI, how I can use AI, how I can learn about AI, how I can, um, you know, use AI powered solutions like LinkedIn and other professional forums to connect with mentors and fellow professionals. So it seemed like it was understanding this professional development piece, which I, I liked. Um, and so this, yeah, this one did a much better job at trying to fine tune and get after what I was asking it to do. So I don't know, this has been fun. I will say that I had completely unrealistic expectations. I had, after seeing this social curator, that's the the software that I'm using for a social post that, like I just said, I basically don't even use it. Um, but their new AI, they added AI within it. They call it Dottie. And I watched a video on it because I was like, I should learn about this. It's everywhere. Let me learn about it. I watched this video on it and it was um, kind of mind-blowing the way that it was like, oh, Dottie, create me a Instagram post about my, because this is for entrepreneurs, it's, it's targeted towards mainly women. And a lot of them have businesses that are like, um, you know, they might sell a product like a candle business. So it was like, you know, create an Instagram post um, about my new candle, vanilla candle that will help people feel relaxed. And it just popped out this incredible Instagram post with hashtags, with emojis. Like it was just, I was like, whoa, damn, that was awesome. And so I had had my husband use it for his U.S. Stein Holding Association business. And I was like, you should check this out. And he did it with ChatGPT. And it was fantastic. He was like, create a post um, 
for this Stein holding event that's happening to tell people, let them, let people know about it. And it was incredible. So I think I had these wildly outsized expectations that I would be like, hey, write me a podcast post, write me a podcast episode all about using AI in your professional development. And it would just magically be perfect and incredible. And it really was not. <laughs> it really was not at all. It wasn't close. And so some of that uh, could be me trying to figure out how to get more specific, could also be just where it is at and what it is capable of. And it's not capable of the fine-tuned nuance yet. So we're going to you know, keep learning and keep working with it. Um, but it was uh, really fun and hysterical to try. And then after I finished recording this episode... Buzzsprout, which is the platform that I use to host my podcast, this is what is like, this is where the podcast lives behind the scenes so that then it gets pushed out to Apple Podcasts and to Spotify or to wherever you're listening. Um, but so Buzzsprout hosts the podcast and they have they have developed an AI because truly everyone has developed AI. It is everywhere. So they have this program, Co-Host AI, that will theoretically when I finish this episode and I upload it to Buzzsprout, they are going to give me title suggestions for the episode. They will do a transcription with suggested chapter markers, which will give me suggested like subheadings. They will do a show notes. They will give me a blog post and give me all of this stuff. And so I'm very curious and I'm going to give it a whirl and see how it goes. Oh, it also has social media posts it said that you could use for the episode. You guys know how much I don't love social media. So if it's coming up with good post captions, I we might be making some changes around here and let some AI do this work for me. But I, as you guys are listening to this, you've already seen the show title. You've already seen the show notes, the little episode description. I literally have not. I have no idea what it's going to come up with, but I am going to use it. This is my current promise guarantee that I'm just going to use one of the titles it comes up with straight up. I might make edits to the show notes. I might make edits to, you know, the blog post or to whatever. Um, but I will just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to commit right now, even though you've already listened to this whole episode, knowing what the title is, but I don't know what it is. So I'm committing to using one of the titles and we're going to see how this goes. So I am curious for you if you've played around with AI, just because this is fascinating. It's everywhere. And I'm ready to learn more about it. I'm not good at it, but we're growth mindsetting and we are going to figure out how this can help me in my career and give it a chance because I think it's really important to be learning new skills and to take the time to learn the new skills and to go, this is important. I need to figure this out for myself, for my career, for my future. So let's just take that little extra 15 minutes right now and dive into this and see what happens. So I'm going to do it. Have you done it? I want to know if you have any skills or tips or tricks or things, please share. Um, and I would love to hear from it. Okay. So this is it. Take your time to learn, play with AI or don't play with AI. Take whatever time to learn, whatever you want to learn and is important to you, but you know, report back. Let me know how it goes. Thank you for listening to the Madam Athlete Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's career coaching deep dive all about taking the time to learn new skills and my personal experience dipping my toes into this whole AI thing. I literally still do not know what episode title or show notes or social media posts will be coming along with this episode after I let AI pick them. I'm completely nervous and excited and you have already seen them. So you have the inside scoop and I hope they're great. I have no idea. If you love this podcast, which you should because it's awesome, 
it would be so helpful if you would leave a five-star rating and review. You could also share this episode with a friend. That would be great. You're the freaking best. As always, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm.